0: You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices.
1: Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Feel Good Friday. I am your host, Trey Holiday, and it's already feeling good up in the Black Media Matter studios today. Let me tell you on the docket for y'all today. Of course, I'm going to be checking in with my girl T-Dub, art queen right here at Converge. We're going to be diving into all things art and of course, a great old recap of art of the matter. And then we also have, oh my goodness, let me tell you, we got Josias in the building. He's going to be talking about himself as an author. We also got an amazing poem that he has and we have a clip of that. We also have my big brother, Isaiah Anderson in the building. We're going to be talking about a Play that is coming up at Axon on Stage called Two Trains Running. And then my girl, Apollonia Washington, we call her Apple and A for Apple Daycare, as some of you may know her, uh, doing amazing work in the community. And uh, once again, uh, bringing some much needed resources to the community this weekend with her coat drive. So trust and believe we got a lot of Feel Good Friday stories on the docket for you today. And of course, I just got to remind you right now is a great time for you to tag and share the stream. Please tag and share the stream with people. That that you feel could benefit from some feel good Friday energy ruminating right here in the Black Media Matters studios. I'm telling you, I'm feeling it ruminating all over, all over everybody up in here is feeling great. also, you guys, you guys can listen to Feel Good Friday anywhere that you uh, find your favorite podcast. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, uh, anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. You guys can look com- look up Converge Media Network and you guys will be able to find Feel Good Friday there as well. Um, we're keeping this message alive and well here. Here for us, WA.org. Salman is going to put the link in the comments for any of you out there that are still wondering about COVID. If you have hesitation, if you have questions, um, you know, they have produced some culturally responsive communications around COVID 19. Uh, you guys have been seeing us run these commercials and run these ads with, you know, Black people from different communities uh, throughout King County and, and beyond that are telling their stories, right? We even have like peer. Pierce County is in there. So the the great thing is, is that people really shared their experiences and shared their stories. We have seen a lot of hesitation and particularly with all of the changes going on with COVID. So we want to make sure you guys know about hereforuswap.org. Shout out to the Department of Health for that effort. And of course, we got to give a big shout out to 4Culture. We're going to make sure that you guys know about this. Project Access Grants, the deadline is April 20th. They are uh, offering funding and grants to Uh, Those who are doing projects around arts, preservation, and heritage, if you know of anybody who could benefit from these grants, please make sure that they know about this source. And I really appreciate For Culture for giving us a a great amount of lead time to bring this out into community. I know T-Dub appreciates it. So uh, we'll be trying to uh, make sure you guys always know about these opportunities for funding. Um, Of course, there's also another opportunity. It closes today, the Capital Access Program. You guys, uh, this right here is up to $150,000 for small businesses. Uh, Once again, much needed funding. And we talked to those over at the uh, the, uh, Office of Economic Development. I wanted to get that right. We talked to them about this program. And, you know, look, they're like, look, this is why we're on Converge. We want to make sure that communities from the global majority are aware of this program funding. Um, It is one-time funding, but they're looking at ways to try to expand that. Again, if you guys know of small business owners or you yourself are a small business owner, we want to make sure you guys are aware of that program as well. Well, let me tell you, we're going to get right into it after this short break because I get to dive in with my girl T-Dub, Art Queen, right here on Converge Media Network. We're going to be diving into all things art and you already know T-Dub's been hitting those streets. Stay tuned, you guys. You're watching Feel Good Friday. As a non-binary Black femme, a lot of my identity is rooted in body. Once the vaccine was introduced, it was really difficult to
2: think in terms of safety as well as autonomy. As a Black American, the relationship with government is very complicated. It's hard to trust. A lot of these conspiracies are really impacting people making a decision, especially with Black folks, to be clear about
1: what we're doing.
2: I think it's just a well-rounded conversation to see what's
1: best for us. Hey there, it's Trey Holiday. And of course, Besa and I had to take a trip back to Market Street Shoes to grab some items. They always know what to show us. And let me tell you, we both spent quality time to be sure we collected some amazing additions to our wardrobes. They have some of the most unique bags, shoes, and Accessories. I mean, the whole shebang. It's always a good time when I get to shop with my girl Beta. Make sure you go check out Market Street Shoes, y'all, and you too can walk out with some dope gear. Welcome back, everybody, to Feel Good Friday. I am your host Trey Holiday, and of course, this is the moment when T Dub gets to hit the set with me. We're going to be talking about all things art. What up, sis? Feel good Friday. Yes, happy Feel Good Friday. Loving this coordination. Appreciate the Chicago you. Bulls will be you know, proud. You no, know, a little some some. Keep it light, keep it cute, you know. <laughs> well, I gotta say, you do this amazing thing on Instagram yeah. where you showcase yourself coming into the studio that and I literally do. my assistant reached out to me today and she goes, You should be doing that. And I was like, Oh, yeah. I'm oh, T dub always setting the trends, man. Setting gotta, the trends, keeping like- us
3: keeping us right yes you got to let folks know where it's at and it's right here on commercial
1: media feel good friday absolutely i so appreciate you for all that you do but you know what we this is always a good time because we get to really dive in you know there's some amazing stuff that's happening in art news i want you to be able to tell us all about
3: it absolutely so we're going to get to the art news but first i'm going to tell you what i've been up to this week so tuesday night super dope musical showcase, Shana Shepard, Maya Marie. I told you, sis, I was going to rock the merch. We out here with it. They had a really, really cool show at Jupiter Bar in Seattle owned by Joey Nix, who was on Art of the Matter. Kayla and I went through, we got to see some really, really awesome black femme rock star queens just rocking that. It was like some quintessential Seattle stuff. So that was really, really fun. And then last night was Pioneer Square Art Walk, where Kayla Bailey actually had her first art show so she was actually showing her art pieces that were featured in art of the matter episode six at an actual art show on partner square so we put together a little video so let's go check it out
1: look at that kayla bailey striking gold oh my goodness let me tell you you are always out here in these streets t-dub and to me it's all a part of like what's going on in the art world i love that you stay so grounded even though you you have your own projects you're always checking out everybody else's work man and it's beautiful to see of course You know, Shayna Shepard right here. I mean, you know, the Morning Update show always closing out with hope from Shayna Shepard. So just beautiful all around. I mean, tell us a little bit about what it's like for you as an artist to stay grounded in that regard and always being able to support other people with the works that they're doing.
3: I mean, that's what it's about. That's what community is. You know, 99% of success is showing up. And so we if we want to see our people be successful, we have to show up to the things that they're doing. And, you know, I love Shana. I love Maya. I love Kayla. I love all my folks. So if they're doing stuff, I like to make sure that I'm there. And of course, having the platform of Converge Media and Art of the Matter, I want to make sure that we're amplifying the people right here at home who are doing dope things. So,
1: yeah, I think it's so important. And this is why I always love when you're on Feel Good Friday. Because I'm like, you know what? I look forward to what T-Dub got in the bag this week You know. There's always something. And also I, I've been saying this, but it's so true that it really opens my eyes up to what is out there in the world of art right yeah. here in our state, in our town. Absolutely. I mean, that to me is, be, is beyond because I, yeah. I really don't feel like I would have had that connection otherwise so I think you're doing that not just for the artist community but for others like myself who may not be as plugged in and want to know what's going on so that when we have family and friends coming into town or we're trying to do something with people we love you know we can go check out this amazing art
3: absolutely there's plenty to do and there's more coming up actually if you want to go ahead and get into some art news yeah let's get into (laughs) it go ahead and roll that up Salman Yes. So a lot of really, really cool stuff happening in the coming weeks on the art scene. Of course, Perry Roden's show release will be reopening April 14th right on Capitol Hill at the VMC Gallery. Six to nine. Definitely check her out. That's our public opening. So make sure you come through and see Perry's new show release. Um, we also have Blue Cone Studios um, looking to raise 10K to reopen the Blue Cone Studio. That's also happening on April 14th. Really, really huge deal. Um, of course, you talked about earlier Trey the 2022 Project Arts Project Grants from um, Fort Culture. Uh, applications are due by April 20th. We'll have more info on that, but definitely check that out from Fort Culture. Shout out to Forge Culture for also you know keeping keeping us funded out here in the streets, um, beloved community beloved call for arts yes so you guys have also talked about the beloved um campaign that's going on here in king county really really dope effort um they're looking for artists there's a call for art that's happening right now so make sure you tap in with them and finally seattle international film festival is about to begin and that is going to be a really huge deal because it's an international film festival that happens right here in seattle a lot of amazing art in the world of film that's happening. If you know anything about me and Mama Tita, we love live theater, but we also love going to a movie. So we'll definitely be checking out some of those movies and you should as well.
1: My goodness, always so many things going on. And, you know, you're right. Next week is going to be the beloved takeover week right here on Converge Media. And uh, we're going to get to hear from some amazing folks who have been a part of that. Thanks so much, Salman, uh, that have been a part of this effort. I mean, we're talking about a really unique way of not just uh, talking about gun violence but Gun violence disruption, yes. right? And and I've never really seen anything like it where yeah. there's this um, amazing artistic perspective and lens mm-hmm. that they're putting on this work. So I love this called The Artist because we'll be hearing more about it next week, but they were saying, look, we're, we're taking all forms of art. And right. I'm like, ooh, theater art? They were like, yes, and do a monologue. Yeah. Come, you know, recite a poem. So, I mean, this is something that I think is, hey, even for y'all out here, you know what I mean? Just, you know, yeah. they're looking for this. And really, it's gonna be a great way to showcase again what we have right here in Washington State. That's right. what gets me really excited Absolutely. is these opportunities, just like the 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 grant for yes. culture. You know, I'm always saying, look, if if we don't get these projects funded, we never get to really experience them out in our city. Yes. And that right there makes our city better. Right. right? And at their
3: highest potential. Like resourcing is so important to the efficacy of a movement, of of an initiative, of a challenge, of an action, of a drive. We have to have these things resourced in order for them to impact the community around us. And so, yeah, it's important. Like what Beloved is doing is like next level and making sure that they run the gamut of types of arts that can be, you know, in, the, in this project is important, too, because it affects every aspect of our lives. Yeah. You know, I've, you know, sadly, I was actually at my house um, a, a week ago when someone got shot in Pioneer Square <sighs> and I actually saw it from oh. my window. And so, you know, I have no idea who these people were that were involved in this in this incident, but it affected me. You know what I mean? So that is the impact of this type of, you know, what we got going on in the city. And like everybody talks about once the weather gets warm, everybody gets nervous because that's just how the streets are. And we have to we have to change that. We
1: have to stop that. Yeah, we have to stop it. And I I love that there's this uh, really multicultural perspective of like, let's come together, man, to stop this for all of us. I mean, I'm sorry you had that experience, C-Dub, because honestly, we don't talk about that enough. You know, we always talk about it from the perspective of it being a loved one or someone you know who is, you know, affected by gun violence. Mm -hmm. But when you're talking about just witnessing it and you don't know what's going on, that too is a part of this. So thank you for sharing that. And sorry you had to deal with that Because I know that that's something that then affects. Our our persons It affects us Yeah, so, you absolutely. know um, it, it, You're absolutely right I think that This is really A, a great campaign for And sure. shout out to You know The city for realizing It needed to be funded Yeah Right It needed to have That level of funding To really be able To do something That's unique um, And different And I'm always a fan Of bold new approaches Yes so I love that I,
3: As am I For yeah. sure
1: well, well you know Episode six ran Yeah and, Yeah and I mean It was phenomenal was So mean, much fun I just gotta say your living space Is <laughs> I was like Ooh We yeah, Talk yeah. about artist love So tell us about yes. How that was I know it was A personal episode For Very you personal. Featuring Kayla Bailey yes. Your partner yes. Tell us about it
3: Yeah so episode 6 Premiered this past Monday Art of the Matter Episode five, through one through five are available on YouTube. Definitely go check them out if you haven't gotten hip already. But yes, yeah, so episode six, we featured my partner, Kayla Bailey, who is known for being a singer, performer, host on the stage. But she's also been exploring different forms of art with the pandemic and you just having to reevaluate where she is in her life. So we got to sit down with her, talk about all things art, talk about our relationship, her past, growing up, what the cycles of life have been like for her and how she's coming back to art, coming back to writing music through painting. And um, so, yeah, it was a really, really super dope, episode we had her live in the studio monday night for our live premiere show as well as my best friend brianna breeze Costin. we were talking about the gsb project that we got going on we just got added to as a lead art consultants um that's going to be running through um the next year or so so we're super looking forward to keeping you guys up to date on what's going on with that um so yeah we had a really really fun live show we got to say happy birthday to my mom mama tita that was her birthday on monday so you know it was a really really fun live show and an amazing episode six and thank you for everybody who tuned in thank you for everybody who's watching and sending love and affirmation of what we got going on. I really appreciate it and I'm happy to be here sharing the art, sharing my community and looking forward to the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think we all are, T-Dub. I Let am me too. You, like, <laughs> that's the beauty of it is uh, the connections you have. You're really being able to showcase them on Art of the Matter. Yeah. If you guys have not checked out Art of the Matter, I am telling you, you will not be disappointed in the Check discussions and the art that is showcased on these episodes. As always, T-Dub, what a pleasure. Thank you, I appreciate Appreciate you you. every Friday. We're here, baby. Every Friday, we are here. We're out here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, you guys, stay tuned uh, because up next we have Josias Jean Pierre. He is going to be joining us after this short break. We're going to be talking about him and his work as an author. And also, he's going to be dropping some gems on the mic with a poem. Knock, knock. Stay tuned after this short break. You're watching Feel Good Friday.
0: When the pandemic hit, it did affect me. As a barber, I had my own personal reasons why I didn't get vaccinated. At the time, I didn't check the actual source. I thought the vaccine was developed too fast, but I was talking to a doctor and he was telling me more about the vaccine and what it could do to protect us and our family. I wanted to get back to that once was, right? I do feel safe knowing that I am vaccinated. I just hope what I'm saying is reaching into people's heads and know that this is the best decision for all of us.
1: Welcome back, everybody. to Feel Good Friday. It's already feeling good over here in the Black Media Matter Studios, and it's going to continue with my next guest, Josiah Jean Pierre. He is a best-selling author. Let me make sure I get that right. Put some respect <laughs> on your name. What's up, Josiah? How you doing, Trey? How you doing? You know feeling what? Good Friday. I, yeah, feeling good on this Friday, right? Well, tell us a little bit about you and your background, because I know every author, just like every artist, they have something that makes them do what they do. Tell us a little bit about that for yourself.
0: Yeah. uh, I'm Josiah Jean-Pierre. I'm actually from the Caribbean. Uh, I live in Haiti. I'm Haitian. Um, Haitian immigrant migrated to America as a kid. Um, my story around writing started when I was 14 years old, when I was introduced to, um, writing, knowing what spoken word was all about and really forgot the calling as a writer. I didn't know I had a gift of writing until I was stretched by, um, Roots, a nonprofit organization here in Seattle.
1: Amazing. See, sometimes it's that next level, right, where you get to kind of look inwards and see yourself uh, for all that you can bring to the table. So we're going to just kind of play this clip because I want people to hear a little bit about your (laughs) works. Uh, We're going to go ahead and run this clip. This is Knock Knock, just a piece of it by Josiah Jean-Pierre.
0: Knock Knock Who's there? It's me The seat of the young boy whose hands were up Knees on the ground, be complying with rules, but still got shot down. Who is this you may ask? I'm knocking because the family is still looking for answers with the deadly shooting of Mike Brown. Knock, knock. Who's there? It's me, the kid who was out about. And because I did not belong, they killed me without hearing me. They found me while I was innocent. My mother cries, but America won't ever understand the pain will not ever know how it feels like when the Lady Lot about to see which cause his death, but I still got killed. I'm knocking because no justice was served for Emmett Till.
1: Wow. Josias. Powerful, powerful piece. Tell us about, so obviously the inspiration is what we're seeing happening and unfold across the nation, but yeah. tell us about that, that personal challenge to yourself to really create a piece like that.
0: Um, you know, 2020 was a record call for a lot of people, um, especially around the world. You have a pandemic, epidemic, you had, you know, you couldn't help to see back-to-back incidents of is happening over and over and over again. And You know, I had to look back and throughout history to see, hey, it's a different generation, but the people in the front lines are kids and youth and young adults and everybody being involved to be part of the solution of justice. And I thought to myself, you know, when I was a kid, I thought like a kid, I acted like a kid. I didn't have to fight for in the front lines. But now seeing who's, you know, coming forward now is different. And I, told myself, you know what, as someone who's in the schools, as someone who's in the front lines for justice, I've been noticing a lot of times what's been happening in the front lines is not what's happening on TV. Mm. What's portrayed on TV, but what's going on is different from what's really happening in the front lines. And a good example will be 2020, I want to say May, when the lady blew up Seattle police cars and they said, we couldn't know who it is. But then me and my good friend, Chris Wilburn, we seen a lady blowing up cop cars. And the cops are around their cars around their vehicles, but didn't do anything. And a lot of times we see even SPD who was before the protests ever even happened, destroying property before the protests. And but then it was advertised and marketed as, hey, it's the black folks in Seattle causing harm. And you know, I'm like, no, it's not the black folks in Seattle. So as some who's been in the front lines, done security in these protests, been involved in these protests. I say, you know what? Let me do something about our cry for justice for people who don't understand why we fight the fight that we do. When people who don't understand why we cry over and over and over again wanting justice, let me put a whole book of poems so people can understand hey, it's not just around um, law enforcement. Let's look around systemically around financing homes. You, you just seen Wells Fargo have denied multiple Black people who qualify for home ownership just, you know, getting a home, every system in America, when we think about black and brown people getting access to, there is impact in of way.
1: Yeah, no, there really is. And the fact that you said, I'm going to do this through poetry, I think really speaks volumes to probably how people were connecting with the messages, because, you know, it's, uh, it's, A unique way. It's Mm -hmm. a unique perspective of putting real life experience into something that probably is even maybe is more digestible for people. I mean, what was some of your approach when you were crafting your book and um, you know, thinking, you know, poems is really the way to go uh for a lot of these stories that you wanted to put in that book?
0: Yeah, writing has been my therapy um for you know a lot for a lot of reasons, but one of my biggest inspiration happened in 2018 for me when I was impacted by law enforcement, which sent me to the hospital. Um, I was yeah. in a breathing tube and stuff like that. And it was so I was so impacted by the incident that I didn't want to drive for a long time. I didn't want to drive. I come. I come. My younger brother, Jonathan, and was like, hey, I'm in the hospital. He called my mom in the hospital that my mom was working at, like Joe was in the hospital. So, you know, my mom had to go to a room, see her son in breathing tubes fighting for his life because of anxiety attack of experiences happening over and over again. And I was like, you know, PTSD for black people is not post is present. And it's, you know, it's traumatizing to see things happening over and over again. So when it happens to you, it's very different. You know, when when it happens to you, the fight for it is just, you know, just goes to a whole different level. And so when it comes to the whole writing process, you know, I, I know one thing for sure was, um, the white person for this project here, it was kind of nervousing. I was actually afraid to put it out there mm. just because you see the whole tension of what's going on. People want to silence the black people's cry, black folks cry, black folks tears. They don't want to hear what's going on. They want to benefit from the black's existence, but never benefit or be there for the black individual. Mm. Um, so I was afraid, so I, I was, you know, coping, talking to my therapist at the time. I was like, "Yo, should I submit this book? Because it's heavy. This is 2020, and you know, you know, they don't want to deal with this already. And I don't know if this will be, you know, trying to be very good. So I, I started it in October. These are all the poems from 20, 2007 to present. So wow. all the poems written throughout the years about uh, injustices is in the book. It's in this book, and I submitted it over, and I got the notification from Amazon that it hit four categories of Amazon's bestseller. Wow. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Like this is this is nice. Then just recently hit another category for African American poetry in Amazon.
1: Wow, Josiah Congratulations I I mean, this, for me This is what Converge is about You know, of course we do news and stuff on the Morning Update show, but we're about uplifting black Stories, and your story is Definitely one that needs to be uplifted You know, when you think about the process You gotta tell us some of the mechanics Behind the process, because I know there's a lot Of people out there that have a great story In Mm -hmm. them, that have a book in them Tell us about some of the logistics Behind the process, to get to all this amazing bestseller crushing it list.
0: <laughs> yeah. Three books. in. This is my third book. Uh, so the process for me is there's, there's not really a set process in writing a book. Everyone is a different. Uh, my process is I always get to an area where it's quiet, where I just turn everything off and I just free write. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to be on the paper. I'm going to just free write and see what comes out. And then from there, once everything has been done and complete, I go back and review it, making sure everything flows very well. Um, and then if I feel like it's good, I just submit it over to pub- publishing, and they do the rest. I, they do the, all the editing aspect. They do all the cover, making sure everything flows very well. All I do is make sure that it's on paper and making sure that, you know, I have the time that I need to make that happen.
1: So, I mean, when it comes to something like finding a good publicist, Mm -hmm. you know, right. I think that now there's a lot of self-publishing opportunities out there. Amazon is one. Right. Tell us a little bit about what you did to find a good kind of publishing house to allow for your works to be, you know, now, you know, big like they are.
0: Yeah, so um, I always tell, like, my publisher I use was Life Conquest Publishing, a black-owned publishing company in Washington. Um, Sharon Blake is the owner. Um, so what I did for uh, directly was I didn't go to Amazon directly because with Amazon, you when you go to Amazon, they do, they do a split, but they get majority of the pot than you do as an author. And you, you get your payout, like, months later down the road, so you don't get it instantly. Um, what I did was I went directly through a publishing company that provides the services. And the difference about self-publishing and actual traditional publishing is the fact that you own 100% of what you created. Mm-hmm. If you go to a traditional publishing company, then they do a major. They own it. They do majority of it. They have control over it. You don't really have a say about your work because you went through the traditional publishing access process. Um, so I went through Life Chronicles Publishing Company, and from there on, what they do is they do all the um, publishing in the through Barnes and Noble, Amazon, Lulu, Lulu.com. So all those major retail stores, they do it all the publishing access that way. Um, if you do it. Through through Amazon, you have to be able to do everything through Amazon, Barnes & Noble by yourself, which could be a whole lengthy process. But when you submit to directly through an actual company who does the work, um, like a third-party service that does the work, then they do everything for you and get it out there for you.
1: Well, you know, people are probably wondering, I know it's in my head, it's buzzing. You're going through a traditional publishing house uh-huh. and you're talking about them owning your work. But... Are you still getting paid well? I mean, you're talking about, yeah. you know, bestseller, you know? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. people are probably like, wait, is this a wrap for me
0: to take? No, no. So basically, what it is, what has to happen is when you do self publishing, you own 100%. I do all my self publishing. I don't go through traditional publishing assets. Now, when it comes to my books being sold, I always tell people go ahead and purchase directly through me. Once you get it through me directly, you get a signed copy sent to your address, sent to your house, whatever, because you get paid out right up front. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people when you have your book out and it's on a market platform, don't tell people to go to the Amazon or Barnes & Noble to buy your book. Get a copy of your books, keep a copy of your books, and then market that way. So I have a Square link where people could just go ahead and go to the link, purchase the book, and wherever they are around the globe, I'll just send the signed copy to them, and they have it. So then at that point, you get paid out right there. I know with Square, they take like a couple cents yeah. um, just for a transaction, so you keep the rest. With Amazon, I want to say my last transaction with Amazon my book for Barnes and Noble, uh, for the what is your wise like $21. I got like $9. Mm, so it, really it's different. It. Okay. Um, so even when you talk about marketing your book and getting it out there, make sure you have your own copy. Just so someone's like, hey, I want a book. How can I get it? Don't send them to a third party link, Amazon or Barnes and Noble directly through your own link and have them purchase it.
1: Well, you've really shared so much great information with us today. And what an inspiring story you have, Josias. I'm just so glad that we were able to showcase it. I know we've been working on (laughs) when we're going to get you on the (laughs) show. Busy schedule. We really appreciate you making time in your schedule to be here today on Feel Good Friday. Before you go, you got to look right there in that camera and let people know how they can purchase your book. What is the title? where they can get it, how they can find you and follow up with you and your story.
0: If you push around, put it on JosiasJeanPierre.com, J-O-S-I-E-S-J-E-A-N-P-I-E-R-E.com to purchase the books. All three books will be right there available for purchase. Matter of fact, as of tomorrow from 6 to 10, I will be at the Station Coffee Shop uh, for the Seattle Urban Book Expo. So if you are in the area, nothing to do, come out tomorrow at the station coffee shop, multiple black vendors, multiple artists that will be there present to share with, um, sharing their craft.
1: Oh, Josias, great, great work. And thank you for being out here in the community. I'm yes. telling you, fantastic. Thank you, Thank you, thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Feel Good Friday energy is continuing. One second. (laughs) Feel Good Friday energy Mm -hmm. is continuing because I get to bring up my big brother, Isaiah Anderson. Oh, my goodness. He is so accomplished. So many different titles, I'm sure, behind his name. But we're going to be talking about two trains running. That's running on Axe on stage. You guys stay tuned after this short break. You're watching Feel Good Friday.
3: When COVID first hit, I was very afraid. There was so much things that I had to keep inside because I didn't know where to place my feelings. Most of my information for COVID is from my own research. I'm a doctor in educational leadership. And when the FDA approved Pfizer, it helped me realize that
1: the vaccination is healthy. We don't want to be left behind because we're not taking the vaccine. We want to get as much information as possible so that we are putting ourselves
3: in better hands and not at great risk.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to Feel Good Friday. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. And joining me right now is our very own, I mean, top-notch comedian, actor, all-around educator, just phenomenal brother, mentor. I can just go on and on. Isaiah Anderson.
4: Man, that's good, love. (laughs) Ooh, all that. You make me want to know who he is. Who is he? (laughs)
1: It is all of that. And, you know, I've been able to sit down with you before, but now you get to come to the Black Media Matter studios. I love it. Yeah, that's what I was was going to ask you, because, I mean, this right here is our our iconic wall, really showcasing black excellence all throughout the the city. This, for me, is always like a jolt of energy. Yes. You know, every day. So I'm so glad that you're here today.
4: I'm glad to be here, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, Well, you know, you have continued to be active in the theater scene. And so I'm so glad that you're here to tell us about this new show coming up. Uh, I've already been hearing some buzz about it because, of course, people in the community are a part of this. But tell us a little bit about the theater community in general before we get into the play itself. You know, this is something for me, just like the artist community or author community. There is something really special about black theater here. Tell us a little bit about your, your connection to it.
4: My connection to Black theater here in Seattle is, of course, it started at Langston Hughes Performing Arts Center at the time, and under you know the tutelage of Steve Sneed, uh, Darcelle Lorraine Hubbard, uh, Sharif Salatse and Laura Chiora Dai and all of those guys, Rico Bembry, and so just to be able to come from Illinois to step into this place and have a a, a place like Langston Hughes to hone your craft and 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 to get all those things, you know under your under your belt was just awesome and so that it was a a gift to me um, that I took on and said, man, let me have this baton and I ran. Yeah. Do you hear me? <laughs> I took off running and I ain't stopped running yet.
1: Well, you have done so many different things too throughout your career, not just as a comedian, but as a, a thespian, you know, somebody who's on that stage doing theater, but not only on, on the front of the stage, you've been involved behind the scenes. Tell us a bit about that because you take all of this talent that you have and now you're like inspiring others, you're producing shows. Tell us a little bit about your behind the scenes, you know, kind of credits that you have going on?
4: Listen, you know, it's not a lot. I've actually just been blessed again to be a part of so many, to surround myself with a great team of individuals. Uh, My business partner, Michelle Lang Raymond, and I own now uh, one of the only Black-owned theaters in the state of Washington acts on stage, located in White Center. So y'all get with us because we about it, about it. You hear me? Um, and so just loving what I do, working with young people over the years and making sure that they have a platform that they can, you know, showcase their talents and their gifts. Um, young people of color, you know, we we want to make sure our young kids know that not only is Cinderella a dream, but a reality. Not only is Peter Pan a dream, but a reality. And so we chocolatize a lot of these, you know, these fairy tales, and allow our young people to sit see themselves in those roles.
1: You know, it is. I, I'm going to tell you right now. I took my son. He's over there right now, eight years old. at the time, he was, I think, it was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Peter Pan, and I'm telling you, now he is full of energy. Da, 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 da. He sat there the whole time like this. He's at there the whole time. Yes. He was so inspired by the a young performers in that play and I was like oh I need to get my son over there with you know with Isaiah and Michelle because he is about it like and I love it because I grew up in in theater yes, myself indeed. right Langston Hughes as well Arts New Black Arts West you know I, I mean I really had uh, the time of my life on stage with my fellow actors and all of those that were putting their production together there's something to be said about the way that it builds community uh, what does it mean to you to be a part of you know now inspiring this next generation of young people to see themselves as amazing not just like actors and like oh I'm doing some local theater stuff but you have we have kids that are really taking it to a whole nother level Um, level. and this is really it could be a real career for them and so you know you and Michelle are really influential in that regard what does that mean to you to be doing that work and to be able to set some of these folks up to see themselves on big stages in front of big screens
4: Thank you for that question. It it means the world to me. It literally completes me, right? There was times when I was on stage and thought, wow, this got to be the greatest feeling in the world. But then to allow others that opportunity as well gives you a different feeling, gives you a different fulfillment. And so that we are now at acts on stage, allowing these young people to, to to do just what you said, the nail on the head, that this can be a career. This mm-hmm. is a career for so many of us that has been avoided because we didn't have the opportunities, that we didn't have a platform that speaks to us, for us, by us, mm-hmm. right? And so that's what acts on stage is doing. That's what we're gonna continue to do. And so it means the world to me. It's just, it's it's that, icing on the cake.
1: It's so next level what you guys are doing. And I, I'm just so thrilled to know both of you, you know, and I know we're, we're we're doing some things in the works. We got more things coming in terms of partnerships. But, you know, now you're to tell me about Two Trains Running, man, because already the title has me laughing. Tell us about this story.
4: Two Trains Running, an August Wilson um, specialty, man. It's one of August Wilson's, one of his seven, uh, it was seven pieces he did, somewhere around yeah it was seven and this is one that i can tell you right now i had the opportunity to play in at langston hughes many years ago and i played the character hambone and it was directed by dr tanya pettifer waits who's a seattle legend in her own right and it was just awesome and so the first thing michelle and i talked about when we decided when we were able to open up this theater i was like i get to do some of the some of those shows that i've been wanting to do for life and august wilson is definitely one of them and two trains running is like going to be phenomenal we have some local actors and actresses who have never graced the stage before but gonna kill it you hear me and i can just get y'all with a little bit like some of y'all might know pastor terence proctor you might know him. Some of you might know, you know, uh, Doctor C.J. Craig Jackson, Coach. C, you know, you might know some of those people. You know, so come on out and check us out. April twenty-first through May first at Axon on Stage. Two trains running. It's a it's a story about gentrification. It's a story about black worth, right, and and self worth, and collectively as a community, what we are worth. And so every character is is going to dive in and talk about and express why they feel they're worth what they're worth without somebody else doing it for them. Uh,
1: you know, i got to say that one of the things I really love about uh, our black community here, somebody said it. Uh, T- uh, Tarek said it actually on our black love series. Right. He just said in la there's a lot of black people but in seattle there's a black community Mm. and it was something that resonated with me so Mm. hard because we have a lot of people not just young but all over that think man you know it's not happening here in seattle i gotta get to la i gotta get to the big market and i am loving the fact that not only has has washington state now injected 15 million dollars into the competitive film program so we're going to start to see that kind of flourish throughout our communities we now have three amazing, huge soundstage studios at Harbor Island that Dale Constantine just poured a million dollars into. We have the Seattle Film Summit that is bringing people from all over the world right here to understand film. we got the Seattle International Film Festival. we got the Black Film Festival. I mean, when I think about all the things that we're doing in film and theater and opportunities for actors like you just talked about what you guys are doing is so unique because it's really centered in community when you just said that some of these actors have never graced the stage that to me is what it's about they need the opportunities to showcase what they can do to allow their talent to flourish how is it for you to be working with some first-time actors to be like you know what man i didn't know i had it in me but thank you for pulling it out of me man how is that
4: um, let me just say, and, and, and Michelle can uh, attest to this, that rehearsals are over the top. <laughs> rehearsals are ridiculous. And so when you see, and working with young people for years, when you see light bulbs go off in young people, you go, ah, I got them. Mm-hmm. But when you see light bulbs go off in your peers, your, your, your side to sides, it's like, hey, right on, let's get it. Because it's like they're re- realizing something new in themselves. And so at a certain age you get to thinking that uh my job is probably just to teach now i'm, I'm probably learned what i've learned but to see them continue to grow is a beautiful thing.
1: That's why I always say one thing I really love about the arts, it doesn't matter how old you are, there is a part for you to play, That's right. you know, right? And I learned that from Nana Bibi herself. Shout out to you, Nanaka Bibi, because, <laughs> you know, she's really continued. She's like, look, this is what I do, yes. right? And it's really something that I think a lot more of us need to understand. There is no age limit when it comes to being on stage. There's no age limit to, to being an actor or an actress and really putting yourself out there. We need all those roles fulfilled. We be needing the grandmamas and granddaddies yes, on these right. sets. We That's need, right. oh, you know, uncles and aunties. We need all of that. So I love that this show right here, I can't wait to see it, y'all. I know I want to <laughs> be there. Uh, I can't wait. You know, make sure you can look right there in that camera. Let folks know how they can purchase tickets and when they need to be there to be seeing this amazing performance.
4: Gotcha. <laughs> Nancy. see, Michelle preps me well. I just need y'all to know. You can get your tickets at www.our.com dot show ah, two trains running there two trains running so get those tickets you guys april 21st through may 1st there it is right there yeah mm-hmm. look at that it's going to be awesome man just get it in and i do want to say real quick uh, a shout out to my man Tariq and his beautiful bride to be yeah. congratulations on your recent uh engagement uh love you Amanda y'all do y'all thing and so yes two trains running acts on stage Man, come get with us.
1: Come get with. You know what? I know it's gonna be a good time because y'all are involved. Look, Michelle's right over here. She's doing all the yeah. PR over here. I, I love it. <laughs> but y'all are so phenomenal, community. Thank you both for yes. what you're doing, and thank you so much for joining me today and bringing your brilliance to we the Black you. Media Matter Studio. Yes, we love
4: we you. We love y'all. Doubt.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. You guys, I'm telling you, feel good vibes all around. Feel good vibes It's going to continue because up next. Oh my goodness. I love her so much. Apollonia Washington is going to be joining us. Y'all know about A for Apple and they are constantly being out here on these streets, bringing much needed resources to our community. Stay tuned after this short break. You're watching Feel Good Friday. Welcome back, everybody to Feel Good Friday. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and I told y'all it was going to be an amazing show today. And we get to continue in all of that amazingness with Apollonia Washington. What's up, Apple?
2: Hey, Trey. Oh my gosh! Welcome to the Black Media Matters Studios. This is your first yes, time? Yes, my first time here. It Looks really good in here. Make sure you guys tune in. Yeah, yes. right,
1: right. Well, I, I gotta say, you know, before we even get into the events for this weekend. You are doing phenomenal work. I mean, I have been able to follow you from the home daycare now to being right there on 23rd and Jackson. You know I got to ask you, how was it for you to open up that center A for Apple Daycare right there on 23rd?
2: You know, my mom was adamant about staying in the Central District. You know, I'm born, raised, currently reside and have ownership in the area. And she was like, Apple, you can be my business partner, but we have to stay in the Central District. So prayed about it and lo and behold, I'm 23rd in Jackson. And I'm just excited to serve the community at a greater capacity. Um, I'm doing more out community outreach and I'm able to serve more families. I don't have a long waiting list anymore, which is such a blessing. Um, with the out community outreach, we're doing more um, giveaways. Um, I tap in with all the social medias, I ask families, what kind of resources are you looking for? If I can't necessarily provide it, I'm going to make sure I uh, post the resources. so. I have families inboxing me all the time. Thank you, Apple. Thanks for all you do. Oh, you don't um, be shy with giving out your resources. Why? There's enough for everybody. And I want to see everybody win. That's how I was raised. And that's what I want to show our generation and the generations to
1: come. Yeah, you know, and it's also so important. Another thing you're really showcasing them is that you can believe in family business. I mean, you you know, you are somebody who you have siblings, but you were the one that was like, no, I got to pick up this torch to continue this family business. And it is now scaled up. Tell us about the difference between being at home and kind of being restricted to to the families you were able to serve to now. You're talking about, you know, you're just telling me about full staff family oh Yeah, my gosh. I have a full
2: staff <laughs> now where I don't have to work as hard I'm able to come do um media events like yeah. this and I can just woosaw. and my mom watching my mom be able to just kind of lounge and she calls me her boss but I call her my boss <laughs> and she doesn't have to work as hard no. and so I love it you know and um you know, I knew my brothers wasn't going to be too much into childcare. One went to the NFL and yeah. the other one he's actually my um assistant director now. Love he's it. he got his degree in psychology and he's in school now to get his degree in education. So he'll be done with that in the summer and we we have our family business booming and it's important for us to be resources to the community. Yeah. I watched my mom busted for myself and my younger brothers to make sure that we had a comfortable life she was a single mom but it was ra- we were raised out of love you know mm-hmm. it wasn't raised off of survival and of course all of my grand my grandparents they've lived in the central district my great uncles my great aunties they all lived in the central district so family and um, supporting one another has always been like real keen for us
1: Yeah, it was so clear. I got to, I got the pleasure of interviewing you, your mother and your grandmother, three generations. And I can't, we're still pulling that project together. But the thing is, is that, I really, I walked away that day and I told the crew immediately, I said, there is something to be said. I mean, at the end, we were all in tears, All in right? We were all in tears because really it was a real showcasing of what it means to love. And I just so appreciated your grandmother's message of I, I raised my family through love period, point blank. And I I think it so resonates with how you then pour that love into the business and into the community because you, like you said, doing more giveaways, you know, reaching out to different folks to find the resources for families. So tell us about this coat drive that you have coming up this weekend. So
2: I have a new coat giveaway tomorrow. Um, I always tap into a few uh, people around the community. And so I reached out to Trey Simmons. I was like, Trey, I need either some socks or something for my new coat giveaway. He was like, oh, I just put in for new coats. Let's just do it together. Mm-hmm. Bam. Okay. I have all these toys, new toys that um, Queen Care has donated to us mm-hmm. and they're on 23rd in Jackson as well. And I was like, oh, well, let me, give away these new toys as well. Plus I have the library donated, oh man, about 300 book, new books wow. to us. And so I was like, oh, let me get those away. So there's several goodies that we're going to be giving out. And then um, I know a few Utah players, um, Seahawk players will be there and they just want to show their face in the community. to show the children that we're positive here. I mean, we're right here in the heart of the Central District and we're here to support you. And I just, it's important for me that the young generation see
1: positive. And so here we are having our new coat giveaway. Oh, my gosh. Coats, toys, books and more. Oh, my goodness. But I, I agree with you there, uh, Apple, that, you know, it, when we have people that reach certain heights in our communities, for them to be able to have the opportunities to come back, touch the community, touch young folks, share their stories, share their journeys. All of that is so important because, again, we have to be able to showcase how we're able to make it through here, you know, and it's so much community love. So I love hearing that, you know, you're reaching out and people are just like, oh, of course, like, let's pour into this. But it's also a real testament to your approach. And again, that love that you're giving to community, because if you were not a nice person or something, you know, people would be like, I don't know, you're calling me or you know, but you don't do it for you. You really are such a great shining light. To doing it for the community. I mean, you know, there's some people out there that may want to hear about A for Apple Daycare. You know, tell us about the Learning Center uh, yes. now and how maybe some families out there that are looking for that resource, how they can plug in.
2: Yes, um, reach out to us on our website, aforapplelearningcenter.org, or feel free to call the Learning Center 206-860-0230. If you go to our website, you'll see how many openings I may have. Um, I'm excited to announce that my program will be a dual language um, coming this fall. Um I think it's important that children from preschool and toddler age that they know Espanol, they know Tagalog, they know all these different languages, so we'll be doing that at the Learning Center and you're right in the heart of the Central District. Why not? Come see us. We're very diverse staff and we love the children.
1: Oh my gosh! You guys are pouring that love everywhere. <laughs> Congratulations on the dual language. Yes, that is so important. My son is at a, a, a small private school, basically in Federal Way, and he's had the the opportunity to learn Spanish, and it's been so amazing. I always I tell this story because you know uh, I was like, son, put on that new movie, that Disney movie, Encanto. Put on Encanto, and my son looked at me, and he was like, Mom. It's Encanto. (laughs) And I was like... Sorry, excuse me. You know what I mean. He's already starting to utilize those skills in the home, and I do agree that it is a much needed skill set for young people. When their brains are sponges like that, yes. pour into them as much as you possibly can. You will be surprised and amazed at how much they're able to retain and take back. So I love that you guys are doing yes. that. You're constantly <laughs> growing and I'm constantly, constantly trying to figure out how we can
2: um, separate and stand out and. Provide the resources because my thing is put down them tablets, put down them cell phones. And I don't want to have no children lost. And mm-hmm. if I can help support a child like I got supported when I was younger, let's do that. Oh. Yeah. And they, they can't say Miss Apple wasn't there to support them. Yeah. RA for Apple Learning Center at that. <laughs> that's right.
1: Absolutely. And I'm sure that the whole staff is resonating with that same energy because yes. I know that that's so important to you. All my
2: staff are in school to complete their degrees. Um, They're either de- done completed their degrees or they're in school. That's a requirement I have. I don't want to just hire daycare workers because you're not learning anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't need just eyes. I need somebody who's gonna love the field, who loves children, and who wants to continue to learn, because that's what I'm doing. I'm continuing to learn every day, getting my MA in dual language education, you know, like, I'm keeping it going. Why not?
1: Mm. So... Yeah. I love you so much. You're just such a shining light. Thank you so much for being here one more time for yes. tomorrow's Coke giveaway. We're going to put the flyer up there on the screen. Okay. Make sure folks know how they can reach out and get some of these resources yes. you have coming out tomorrow.
2: We'll be at the Learning Center at 323 23rd Avenue South, Seattle, Washington, 98144. From 12 to 3, I would suggest you get there early. Last Coke giveaway giveaway. We were out in 30 minutes.
1: <laughs> so just just know. Just come early. Yeah. High, demand. High demand. High demand. Such yes. a great, great opportunity for the community. And Apple, thank you so much for giving us some of your time on this Feel Good Friday. We so appreciate thank you. Thank you
2: for this opportunity and congratulations. Yes. 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 It's beautiful in here.
1: Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness, you guys. I can't believe our hour is up, but I told you it was going to be feeling real good up in here. i got to say it's always real good, and we keep it that way because Feel Good Friday, we want to make sure you guys are feeling the feel-good energy. Of course, that energy gets to continue over the weekend. Uh, Tomorrow night at 10 p.m., we got Weird at Night coming up right here on Converge Media. And let me tell you, they get weird, but their production value is top notch. Shout out to the whole team over there at Weird at Night. I'm just so amazed by the product that keeps coming out from that team. And on Sunday at 8 p.m., you guys can get truly unruly with the true fonts right here on Converged Media. They are sharing their love story constantly every week with their show. And I'm so glad that they have brought it right here to Converge, and they're a part of our Converged family. Oh, you guys, for me, always see yourself as a part of the solution. Clearly, all of the guests today have done that. So I really, really hope that you guys are inspired out there. I am willing it for your existence to be inspired by all of these amazing guests that have really poured themselves into some amazing solutions that are necessary for our community. Stories that need to be told, you know, helping the community see themselves as amazing talent. I can't wait for all of these things to, for me to be able to go see two trains running. I'm telling you, it's going to be phenomenal. So make sure you guys check that out and check out Josias on his website, so you guys can copy this book, uh, you know, again, for me, it's always a pleasure to be with you guys on this Friday. And of course, you know, as Omari would say, go forward in your purpose, go forward in your humanity until Monday at 11 a.m. Peace. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials and residents.